Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 206 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Luke chapter 21 today and our focus is on watching and praying how to be ready for the return of Jesus. Plus, what is real giving? Well, a shorter episode today. I got to make up for some of the long ones we've had recently so we can at least try to have a daily 10 Minutes of Truth podcast. I do want to welcome some new listeners from South Australia, Bihar, India, Parts Unknown, Malaysia, Parts Unknown, Italy, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Salinas, California, Phoenix, Arizona, Des Moines, Iowa. Well, hey, the way this show spreads around is word of mouth. So let me encourage you to tell a friend, tell a family member, invite them to join us on our goal, which is to encourage daily Bible reading and daily Bible obeying and daily Bible following. You can jump in anytime you like, and you don't have to go back and listen to episodes in the past unless you just want to, like our friend from Grand Rapids who uh, downloaded almost 100 episodes. Uh, enjoy that, I guess. Well, let's open with a simple question with a simple answer. What is real giving? Jesus gives us a beautiful picture of real giving when he commends the widow and her tiny offering in Luke 21. So apparently at the time, the disciples are in the temple and they're watching people and Jesus is commenting as they're watching. First, he shows the disciples a group of rich people giving large sums of money into the temple treasury. And then he shows the disciples a widow who only puts in two tiny coins then he gives us some Jesus math, which is quite a bit different and also much better than modern math. Luke 21, 3 through 4 says, Truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. For all these people have put in gifts out of their surplus, but she out of her poverty has put in all she had to live on. Now, numerically, what Jesus said does not make any sense at all. The rich put lots and lots and lots of money into the offering, and this poor lady put only a teeny tiny little amount in, money that she would have needed to eat and live on. And Jesus says, though, that her two coins was worth more than all of the offerings of the rich people put together. Now that's astounding. How could that be? Well, because she sacrificed more than they did, and that seems to be the essence of true giving in the eyes of Jesus. Not the number that you give, but the amount of sacrifice that you make. Second topic, preparing for the end times in the second coming of Jesus. Well, have you ever prepared for an apocalypse of some kind? Have you ever ordered things off of TV to help you prepare for I don't know, whatever disaster was being hyped up by whatever person. I say with some amount of chagrin and shame that in 1999, hearing all of the hype about Y2K and what all that was to bring, I did some very, very minor hoarding to prepare just in case. Now, when I say minor hoarding, I do mean minor. I think I probably had an extra 15 or 20 gallons of water in the basement and an extra, I don't know, 25 pounds of flour, 25 pounds of rice, something like that. Less than 50 pounds of, you know, rice and flour and 
I don't know, 10, 15, 20 gallons of water. I feel like that's not a lot compared to some, but it was way more than what was needed given how Y2K turned out, which if you didn't live through Y2K, you wouldn't have noticed it had you done so. Pretty much nothing happened, although some pundits uh, maybe were hyping that it was going to be terrible. Well, I also, in speaking of hoarding, I bought a case of 100 rolls of toilet paper on Amazon last year when there was a toilet paper shortage in local stores. Now, we do have a family of seven, and I will say that case was actually pretty helpful and kept us from getting into a tight spot for a couple of months there, and in particular kept us from buying weird brands of toilet paper that I never heard of and looked very suspicious. But Those two things are pretty much the extent of my major preparations for apocalypse. Do I take those sorts of things too seriously? Do I not take them seriously enough, seeing as how I don't have a bunker lined with thousands of pounds of food and lots of assault rifles? Well, let's see how Jesus calls his people to prepare for the end times, the second coming, the great tribulation, and Armageddon by reading our chapter today in Luke 21. Luke 21, verse 1, the Christian Standard Bible. Jesus looked up and saw the rich dropping their offerings into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow dropping in tiny coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. For all these people have put in gifts out of their surplus, but she, out of her poverty, has put in all she had to live on. As some were talking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, he said, These things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left on another that will not be thrown down. Teacher, they asked him, When will these things happen, and what will be the sign of when these things are about to take place? Then he said, Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is near. Don't follow them. When you hear of wars and rebellions, don't be alarmed. Indeed, it's necessary that these things take place first, but the end won't come right away. Then he told them, Nation will be raised up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be violent earthquakes and famines and plagues in various places, and there will be terrifying sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to bear witness. Therefore, make up your minds not to prepare your defense ahead of time, For I will give you such words and a wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will even be betrayed by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends. They will kill some of you. You will be hated by everyone because of my name, but not a hair of your head will be lost. By your endurance, gain your lives. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then recognize its desolation has come near. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains, those inside the city must leave it, and those who are in the country must not enter it, because these are days of vengeance to fulfill all the things that are written. Woe to pregnant women and nursing mothers in those days, for there will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people." They will be killed by the sword and be led captive into all the nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Then there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. There will be anguish on the earth among nations, bewildered by the roaring of the sea and the waves. 
People will faint from fear and expectation of the things that are coming on the world because the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift your heads because your redemption is near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they put out leaves, you can see for yourselves and recognize that summer is already near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be on your guard so that your minds are not dulled from carousing, drunkenness, and worries of life, or that day will come on you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come on all who live on the face of the whole earth. But be alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. During the day he was teaching in the temple, but in the evening he would go out and spend the night on what is called the Mount of Olives, then all the people would come early in the morning to hear him in the temple. So the major points of Jesus' teaching on preparing for his return and the, the end times can be found really summarized very well in Luke twenty one thirty six, which says, But be alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Well, be alert or watch, be on watch, watch and pray. Now, this one verse doesn't cover every single teaching Jesus has about the end times, but I'm telling you, it is a most excellent and succinct summary of what he has to say. Watch for his coming, serving and following his will, and pray as you watch that we might be able to stand firm when Jesus returns. As Spurgeon points out, Jesus ever practiced what he preached. He said to his disciples, watch ye therefore and pray always. So he himself modeled that, both watching and praying. Friends, let's do the same thing. Watching for his return in an alert sort of way, being alertly watching and praying. Now his return might be imminent. It might happen tonight or it might be far off, but there is nothing we can do to be ready that is better than alertly watching obeying, and praying continuously. Let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of June. It's Luke six forty-seven through 48 Jesus says, I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it because it was well built. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.